Welcome to the Pulse Experience, the podcast that takes you on a journey of wellness through the intersection of technology and human experience. I'm your host, Edward Beltran, CEO of Fierce and innovator of Pulse. We often don't realize how stressed we are and what's causing it. And if we do, we don't know what to do about it. And the cost is huge at $300 billion annually to organizations, as well as the impact on individuals. And there's so much required of us at the workplace and at home these days, and we often don't have the self-awareness to understand what is going on. However, our bodies do not lie. Pulse is our proprietary app that integrates with any wearable device that uses cutting-edge science to tell you when you're stressed by the hour, and it also syncs with your calendar data so you know exactly where you were and what you were doing when you experienced the stress event. Then based on that information, you can move into action with the live coach or our in-app AI bot to tackle these stressors with skill and gain sustainable resilience. This is the Pulse Experience. Hello, today we're going to talk about the critical self-awareness for public safety officers. And today we're joined by Joe Parent, who's going to walk us through the session. Joe, welcome. Absolutely. So uh, this coachy, it probably goes without saying, has a high stress job. You know, he actually works in a combination of police, fire and EMT. And as I said to him at the beginning, boy, throw all, some, all of the most stressful jobs into one blender and, and pit spin. He's currently in his fire rotation. Yeah. So that's uh, what I learned is that it's not all at once, that there's different rotations that he goes through. Part of his role is to train new recruits. So that was evident as part of his focus as well, creating, he was aware of some of the stressors that that was creating. In addition to that, so he's he talked about being relatively close to retirement. So he's he's pushing close to 20 years in this work. And so he's thinking about what's going to, where's his life going to take him after this, this really meaningful work. And so clearly long-term health was part of it. He's also the father of three relatively young kids and, and a husband. So he's thinking about his family and his commitments there as well. You know, I made some assumptions about the nature of his job, you know, from where I sit. And I don't know if this is true for you as well. You know, you see firefighters, police officers, EMT professionals, and you think, oh my gosh, you know, thank goodness they exist. And that must be just the ultimate in stress, right? So what I learned is that, you know, there, he was pretty adept because of that line of work. There's, you know, he has some, some self-management, some, some skills to teach him to, to manage himself through some of those stressors. And, you know, through the help of the pulse, coach, we are able to dive a little bit deeper to get to some of those micro stressors. Oh, that's great, Joe. And yeah, I, we, I know we're doing a lot of work with public safety officers and our chief behavioral science officer, Dave Dallarosa, spent uh, close to a decade working with uh, mm-hmm. naval um, officers and enlisted personnel to help them with resilience and um, how to go into situations that are high risk with the highest focus and mental acuity. So we're so passionate about this area, Joe, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But Talk to me, what was showing up for your coachee? How was he experiencing the stress in his day-to-day? Yeah, so what was interesting is that he was, so some things that he was able to verbalize that he was aware of without even looking at the results from his, from Pulse, is that he felt some level of stress because he's highly committed to his role. 
to the people that he serves, that he, that he supports in his community, as well as his colleagues. And so as a trainer of new recruits, he felt fully committed. And so he was constantly thinking about and taking up space and causing some stress about how to make sure that the, the training that he was giving to them was top notch, that when they were through the training, that they would be ready to go. You know, knowing where he was, I suspect, years ago, he wanted to um, fill some of the, the gaps and make sure that they were as ready as they could be in a job that is highly unpredictable. The other stressor that he was focused on was how his peers were viewing him. You know, I don't think that that was necessarily, uh, he didn't come to the, the, the coaching session with that on his list of things to focus on. And as I was listening and asking him questions, it was clear that he was very much aware of his role as part of a larger team and making sure that he was living up to the expectations that others had set for themselves and that he'd set for himself. So it was, it was, it was twofold, his peers, as well as these, these new recruits. And those were causing some stress stresses for him. Wow. That's uh, so that's interesting, right? So it's a commitment to the development of others, as well as the, the worry, if you will, or being aware of perception of others. That sounds uh, so familiar, Joe, right? In the work that's, uh, we do every day with organizations, right? And so it's so critical. So, yeah, absolutely. So tell me, when you walked him through the data that was coming back from Pulse, right? So again, for our audience, stress levels between one, two, three, and four, four being the highest and be able to wrap context on where they're at to be able to drive the first steps in that self-awareness. Like, why is my stress manifesting this? What did what did you uncover with, uh, with your coaching? What, what was happening? When was it showing up? Yeah. Well, it was fascinating. It was one of the things that I have honestly not seen in my time coaching individuals using Pulse is a significant, I would say, significant number of those threes and fours, those higher levels of stress. And going way back, you know, since when he first started tracking his stress with the Pulse app, he was spiking threes and fours multiple times a day. I want to say five to six times a day on average. And all throughout the day, not only in the waking hours, where the predominantly that's where a lot of them were happening, during the the his traditional shift into the evening and even overnight. And so those were some of the things that I think were catching his attention. In fact, as sometimes happens with folks that are new to Pulse, he started to question the the validity of these numbers to say, well, mm -hmm. you know, I'm 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 at rest. <laughs> I'm sleeping. Why why am I stressed out? I sh I shouldn't be stressed out. And it was interesting in those, when he talked about the situations that he was more aware of, the things that were happening when he was awake, he talked about, you know, you mentioned um, Navy SEALs and the work that, that Gabe has done with them. And, you know, um, this coach, you mentioned that awareness himself. You know, he mentioned one of his techniques is to use box breathing, you know, that mm. deep breath for four seconds, hold it for four, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four. And he said, you know, he would do that. Uh, for a minute and just as a way to, you know, when a call comes in and he knew that he was, the stress was about to go through the roof, how to manage himself through those, which is great, right? Those, those work really well when you're aware of your, your pain points or those stressors. And it quickly became clear that there were some micro stressors or some hidden stressors that this coachy was not paying attention to or perhaps wasn't even aware of. And we started to dig a little bit deeper to, to determine what some of those were. So one of the things, as you know, at least as well as I do, you know, when while we might have a certain level of resilience when we're aware, right, throughout the course of the day, you and I practice this. It's kind of the work that I've been doing with others for both, most of my career. So 
I tend to think that I have a certain level of self-awareness, self-insight, can manage myself when I'm awake. And the same is true for this this individual, given the role that he does as a as a um, professional in, in as we said, fire uh, firefighting, police officer, EMT. Absolutely, has had the training and takes care of himself and focuses on how to keep healthy in that high stress job. It's when he was falling asleep that he started to recognize those those stressors, those micro stressors, and some of the macro stressors were bleeding into him trying to get a full night's sleep. And oh, by the way, remember at the beginning. He's a father of some pretty young kids, right? So he's got lots going on. And we talked about some of those things throughout the, the course of the situation. In fact, excuse me, I'd like to play um, just a, a piece where you can kind of hear him talk about how he starts to compartmentalize some of those things, you know, and, awesome. and, and how he starts to be aware. Let me, let me listen to this one. I always tell people if someone can like uh, plug into my brain and transfer some of the stuff that I've seen and dealt with, I think it would give them nightmares. So it's like... Sure trying to, you know, compartmentalize things in a healthy way mm -hmm. and mitigate that in different ways. Because a lot of guys at work don't, they usually self-medicate, you know, and do other things. And I just don't want to be that person because I want to take the retirement system for every stinking penny that they have. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny. So what he, we went to, what I learned from him is not that he wanted to take advantage of the system, but rather he wanted a long, healthy fruitful life after retirement so that, I mean, yeah. he could be with his family and focus on the, the what's next for him. And so mindful of that, he's looking, seeking ways that he can continue to manage himself and, and stay as healthy as possible. Well, that's great, Joe. I want to dive in even deeper on this, but you brought up a couple of interesting things. What we're finding is, is so much misplaced stress. Like you said, mm -hmm. at night, things are spiking at fours or what we hear, oh, I was playing pickleball and I got a four. This can't be right. But what you're doing a great job, uh, uh, Joe, as a coach is let's explore this a little bit more. Instead of just discounting what was happening, right? What's been happening? This is where your body's responding. But what is happening behind that? And that's where the true gold and discoveries are, right? So, yeah, maybe you went into pickleball and that's exercise. But prior to that, you had a negative interaction with one of your employees. And this was just the channel that you were utilizing to be able to you know, express yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And we hear this one with sleep a lot. And I personally, Joe, and you and I talked about this a lot. I've experienced it myself, right. Being a CEO with a lot of responsibility and, um, you know, a lot of aspirations for us as a team. Um, you know, you can stay busy. You could do 400 pushups, ride your bike 40 miles like I do, but your body doesn't lie. It's going to show up for you. Right. And you just have to pay attention when. So many times at 3 a.m. I'm like, ah, here we go. <laughs> right? yeah. And I'm up exactly. early. The other exactly. thing too is the box breathing. Um, yeah, we, we've heard about some of these techniques and they definitely help you in the moment. And then the key, Joe, as you talked about, is how we move into, well, what's behind this? Like what's happening? So tell us mm -hmm. more, Joe. What else was uncovered with um, your coaching? Where did you go next? Yeah, so I wanted to dive into some of those things that we were, that his, his, uh, his numbers were indicating. So we started to go down that path of those things that weren't as obvious to him and things that I hadn't come in, you know, pre-assuming in terms of what would cause this this individual stress. And so we started to tease out some of those things about uh, concern for his peers, views of him, as well as leadership. You know, he talked about looking for a promotion and was aware of others uh, watching him and how he was performing. And 
also, as I mentioned earlier, just the, the concern for these new recruits and really wanting to make sure that he was doing his best for all of them, all people around him, including himself, you know, and he's a generally fit, high energy, self-disciplined individual. You know, you could hear that in the way that he talked about, and even the way he, that he presented himself, really a certain level of self-awareness, which I think is, is key to the role. One of the things that came up for us in the conversation is the need to, and we talk about this a lot in Fierce, is to obey your instincts, right? Mm. And for him, there was a certain level of fatigue that I think that for much of his, if not life, but certainly in his recent career, it was just a matter of course. You know, you're up at odd hours. You're you're constantly, you know, as you talked about, I'm sure it's almost impossible to leave some of these things at the door. Uh, even though he talked in that piece about wanting to take a piece of his um, brain and just store it someplace else so that he could get some restful sleep, he was aware that that wasn't. And so I actually want to play another bit for you, if I could, just where there was that realization for him of what the core issue was around his stress. So take a listen to this. Joe, I tell you what, that's probably the biggest thing that I know that I need to change is adequate and meaningful sleep. In my line of work, we get these lovely wake-up alarms at sometimes two, three in the morning, all hours of the day. And let me tell you, that is probably the worst thing about the job. Yeah, fascinating when you when you think about that. So I think that he knew coming into this because of that alarm that he talks about and the nature of his work, that sleep was already an issue. As we explored this further, I rec- he recognized that, you know, he's a husband, a father, a firefighter, trainer, you know, all of these things. And uh, even throughout the course of our coaching session, he didn't have a lot of uh, time for himself. You know, at one point he was walking with his phone uh, into the garage, then he sat in the car, and then he warned me that the kids were going to be coming out soon. And it just played out in front of me to see all of these different pulls in his time. And so he talked about sometimes late in the evening, although his wife was really disciplined, exhausted at the end of the day of taking care of three young children, he'd go to bed. You know, take care of herself. He would then use that time. Kids are in bed. Wife's in bed. It's his time. And so he found he, what he described was staying up a little bit later and on social media. Knew what he should be doing, right? We often know what we need to do. And yet the way we behave is sometimes completely different. So we started to zoom into what could he do there to really uh, start to build a practice towards better self-care, uh, better awareness of his issues and taking some action to get to some some commitment and commitment is is a big piece you know as as you and I both know Ed as part of our resilience course you know there's those the 3C mindset some things that we use um to start to focus on how we've been successful before when we when we needed to be resilient and how do we tap into those natural mindsets to shift the way that we think about some things and so between control commitment and and challenge for this individual, there was a, a, an experience of commitment. I mean, he's committed to the people around him. He's committed to his work and the community that he serves. And so tapping into that self-commitment is where we started to play out in the action planning. And I, I should I want to play one more piece for you to hear. And it's interesting. You'll actually hear the the, the diversion that I, I mentioned in just a little bit. One other thing to say about this individual is that I learned that he actually has been was recently injured on the job. So he's been Ooh. out of work. Right. Because he's his resilience is down, his 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 health is down. And so he's he's out of work for a period of time. And so he was just about the next day 
to head out on a 16-day camping trip with his family. Another stressor right there. Yeah. yeah. But take a look, <laughs> right? Take a listen to this, this last piece. And Joe, to piggyback off that, I think that's where I need to kind of like, I'm very disciplined in other, other factions of my life. Okay, okay, I don't do this. I don't eat that. I try to exercise here and be at work on time. You know, all those things to create positive or, or good good habits. So now I need to do that with a, hold on, thank you, sweetie. That's daddy. Yes, daddies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's what I need to do with um, sleep. Yeah. So <laughs> you could hear right there, his youngest one, yeah. he was responsible for while he was being coached, showed up. And so finally came to, came to the realization of, I need to do something different to get different results. And so then I coached him through establishing his own commitment to himself, focusing on, focusing on the healthy sleeping patterns. And I just asked him, you know, mindful that sometimes it takes 17 to 21, sometimes people say 30 days to establish a new habit, or to, in his case, refresh an old habit. How could he use this time away with his family to build that that new habit. And so he talked about how he's going to use another app within his smartphone to create his sleep pattern and commit to that. And knowing that because he's going to be traveling, the likelihood of having a Wi-Fi connection is small. He won't be as, as uh, tempted by social media. And I think by being surrounded by the people that mean the most to him, it will, will help him to focus on what's most important to him so that he can commit not only to those around him, but most importantly, perhaps to himself to achieve these these outcomes. And what he said earlier, that long term, healthy life deep into his retirement. Well, that's great, Joe. What a, what amazing work. You must have felt great after talking with uh, your coachee and helping him as a public service officer. So critical to our safety and uh, and, and everything else. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope I did my small part because I'm so appreciative of, of him and all the work that he does and, and those in his 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 field. So, Joe, let's recap here. In your coachee, he had general stress, general worry. And through your conversation, you were able to help him at least identify what he was seeing as the drivers behind those, right? Things such as he was heavy with commitment around new recruits and making sure that they're trained properly, as well as his perception and presence um, on the job. Right. And right. these are, you know, part of the course, right. <laughs> For people kind of going through their careers sure. and the critical piece underneath this was making sure he was his best self and obeying his instincts. Right. And of yeah. the three C's, what you identified was commitment, which is important. That was already there, but what was missing was the self commitment piece, making sure he was deliberate about what he needed to do to be his best every day. Right, have high resilience. So that sound yeah. about right, Joe? Spot on. And it was it was interesting, Ed, which is one of the benefits of of being a coach and having a tool like Pulse at my fingertips, is that I could have gone into this session, even though I try not to make assumptions. Sometimes you go in and you start to you'll follow the coachy down these paths that you already are, are thinking are the right ones and that they might naturally take you down or take themselves down. And it's sometimes harder to get deeper into that get through that resistance to success and so it was just mm -hmm. fascinating to see how this data helped fast forward that conversation with this individual between us and also the conversation that they were having with themselves joe fantastic work and we hope to have give you the opportunity to help impact other public safety officers within our domain as you know we're doing a lot of work with gabe's background and this is way above my pay grade, so forgive me, right? If Gabe was on here, which we'll have here soon, he'll explain. I love, I love the way he explains it. 
he says, imagine a firefighter, right? He goes, imagine he sprinted four miles and then he gets mm-hmm. a critical call. His muscles are tired. He's fatigued. So the propensity yeah. for him going into that situation and being his best is low. Yeah. So he says, think about that now from a mental, mental perspective where you have a police officer or a firefighter or EMT, someone who's very critical in high risk situations who are going into a situation mentally taxed because of all mm-hmm. the other stress in their life. They're not going to mm-hmm. be at their best. Hence the yeah. propensity for error. See, yeah. uh, see, that's why I love Gabe, right? He, Explain things in ways right. that I could understand. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. So the work that we're doing, Joy, as you know, is really helping public safety officers as in the work that you just did, how become aware around all the other stressors outside of when you need them to be at their highest uh, focus, right? Where that stress is good because they need to be focused in these high-risk situations. Right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful, uh, Ed for this opportunity to, to help others and to uh, help them be the best version of themselves. I love it. Joe, thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Pulse Experience podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the world of wellness technology and biometric led coaching that changes lives. If you're interested in experiencing Pulse for yourself and working with one of our expert coaches, please click the link in the description below. Until next time, thank you.